Today, uh, we're continuing uh, our series on uh, stewardship. Um, we've done a couple messages in this series uh, so far. If you've missed those, you can go to citylights.church and, and listen to our podcast. Um, but in a way, I'm kind of going to do a part two of what Pastor Tom Ewing was talking about um, uh, this last weekend. He, he talked a lot, Pastor Tom talked a lot about hearing um, God's voice. And I felt like what the Lord has kind of prompted me to do, to do today, wow, is um, do a message on stewarding God's voice. Actually, when we were out in, uh, in Reading last week, I felt like um, the Lord started stirring this message on my heart, stewarding God's voice. I don't know if you, that's something that you thought needs to happen, but um, a subtitle, um, the title of my message today is, it's kind of gimmicky and, and whatever, but make a choice to steward God's voice, okay? Yeah. All right, so you won't forget that. Uh, make a choice to steward God's voice. So a subtitle to this message, message could be, stewarding prophecy or stewarding God's promises, right? And actually, I would say this message is kind of a catch-all. I want to kind of do a catch-all to really anything God speaks in our lives in any way, in any form, anything he speaks. This message is, there's kind of a catch-all here that I want, a point that I want to get across to you today. Um, if you haven't noticed here at City Lights Church, we, we do believe that God actually speaks to us, right? Um, and that might seem strange to the world around you, you know? Like if you want your coworkers to think you're weird and your family to think you're in a cult, like just go around and say, God told me, God told me, God told me. Now like, that's normal to me. I, I'm fine when people say, God told me, God told me. Like I have no problem with that. But like the world that we're in, um, people might think you're crazy. We believe this is normal. It's normal Christianity to hear and discern and to follow God's voice, okay? And, um, you know, one of the ways you can kind of soften the shock of that one is saying, I got impressed on my spirit, or he gave me a nudge, which is actually usually more accurate anyway. Usually it's not this booming voice that God breaks in with. It usually is that impression or a, or a divine thought. We just have two examples of that so far here today. Um, but I've been in situations where, like, people who did not believe in Jesus, did not believe in prophecy or anything like that, where they've received, like, a word of knowledge for someone, and it just rocked them to their core, you know, I, I've told this story before, but one time I was hanging out with uh, Todd White, who's an evangelist and moves and gives a word of knowledge and healing. Well, we were at a, a restaurant. He had a word of knowledge for uh, a girl's back was hurting. And it turns out it's because of her kidneys. And he prays for her. Her kidneys, are, like her back's on fire at that time. And then I found out later on she was getting dialysis every week and needed kidney transplant and got totally healed. Like, that girl's life got rocked. And she's not a, she wasn't a Christian. Like, God... You know what I mean? But in that moment, like, like Todd was getting words of knowledge for her and just like reading her mail. And she was so convinced like this was the real deal. She was like, can you, can you talk to the dead? Because she had a grandma that died. She's like, I want to talk to grandma, you know? And Todd was like, well, that's actually forbidden in scripture. We don't, <laughs> we don't talk to dead people, you know? Talk to the one who, you know, she's with or whatever. But we don't talk to dead people, you know. So she was rocked, of course. So if you get a bona fide word of God, like, and that'll like rock people to their core. This might seem weird to the world around us, but to the believer, to the believer, this is very important. If this isn't your paradigm or this isn't the way you think, I want to challenge you today to think like God can give you inspired thoughts like Jeff or, or what, you know, God impressed on my wife's heart. Um, this is normal Christianity. Um, why is that? Uh, John chapter 10, 27, it says this. Pastor Tom read this verse last week. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. <clears throat> I know them and they follow me. Okay. This is why I am convinced that God is always speaking to his children. 
because he says, my sheep hear my voice. Now, the warning I want to issue to you is that if you're in a season where you're not hearing God's voice at all, a little bit or not at all, don't fall into like a quandary of like, am I really saved? Because Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I'm not hearing anything. And I don't even like wool. What kind of a sheep am I, you know? (laughs) Don't fall into like a quandary because how many have had those seasons too where like you're just not getting anything? I've had seasons where I know God was speaking consistently and powerfully like over and over and over. And I've gone through seasons where it's like, I'm not getting anything right now. You know what I mean? So if you're not used to this kind of language where God's speaking to you, don't, don't question like your salvation because Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. But look at it as like a target to aim for. That I can hear his voice. I have the right as a son, as a daughter of God to discern and hear and follow his voice. Amen? Yes. And sometimes the reason we're not hearing is we're not listening. Sometimes for whatever reason we're having trouble hearing. Or sometimes you're used to hearing God in a certain way and then he starts speaking to you in another way. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, I have lots of dreams that, like, prophetically end up happening. Um, but then sometimes I'll go through a season where I'm not dreaming a lot, but then I, the word of the Lord will come through, like, a friend, someone that I know. So God's sometimes in different seasons, he'll speak to us in different ways for different reasons. So when I talk about hearing God's voice, am I talking about audibly? Um, primarily, primarily, no, I'm not talking audibly. I, I, to my recollection, I don't think I've ever heard an audible voice um, with my ear that was like, God, Kurt, you know. <laughs> I have had like a dream where like I heard someone like say my name, I wake up and I'm like, I'm late for work, you know. <laughs> I think God's woken me up because I was late for work before, right? I heard Kurt, I wake up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta go, you know. It's a pretty good alarm clock there, you know. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> Usually though, and, and maybe I'm sure there's probably people here have heard an audible an audible thing before. Usually it's that still small impression in your heart. Okay, so uh, let, me, let me just highlight some ways that God speaks to us. First of all, primarily, God wants to speak to you through this book, okay? If you're not reading this book, you're missing out on like a big way that God wants to speak to you, okay? So primarily, he wants to speak to you through his word. And when you read the word, um, ask God to help you understand it. Ask the Holy Spirit to highlight it to you and to make it come alive to you. By the way, any other thing you hear besides that didn't come from the Bible, um, it needs to line up with the Bible, all right? For example, if, if you felt like the Lord told you to go kill your neighbor, probably not him. It's probably not his voice. Or he, told, he told you to um, you know, go have an affair with your secretary, probably not God's voice, right? Why? Because it doesn't line up with the word of God. Okay. This is low-hanging fruit right now, by the way. Okay. <laughs> um, but so primarily the word of God. Um, I, like I said, I dream a lot. Um, I've in my, um, sometimes God will give you an open vision. I've had two open visions in my life, not in my mind's eye, like two, I actually saw it in front of me. I've had two of those in my life, um, but it's not very typical for me. Um, mental pictures, um, crazy circumstances or coincidences, God um, sometimes is speaking through those things. Sometimes it's a burning passion that you have in your heart. Like, you just have a burning passion for something. Like, you just want to be maybe a race car driver. I don't know. Any, use an example you have. I don't know. There's a burning passion for something. Sometimes that's, many times, that's the voice of the Lord leading you, saying, like, I just, this is what I'm made for. This is what I want to do, right? Um, and that's how God speaks <clears throat> many times. Um, again, someone else, it can be, the, the voice of the Lord can be shut up in the mouth of a friend. Um, you can think it. You can just have a knowing in your heart. 
Um, and so there's lots of different ways. I mean, this isn't a message on how to hear God's voice, but I'm just saying there's different ways that he speaks. <clears throat> now, um, Jeff mentioned, like, it was really clear to him when God spoke. Sometimes it's not, like, crystal clear, okay? Sometimes you'll have this vague impression, and you're like, what is that? What does that mean? <clears throat> and do you guys ever wonder why God doesn't just come down and speak, like, in playing English all the time, right? Why do, like, why the, why the, vision, the, I mean, if you read the Bible, the way that people heard God's voice sometimes is like really bizarre. You know what I mean? And, and yet these people had clarity, but God was speaking. And some of the ways he spoke is like super bizarre. Um, I think obviously it's not because God doesn't know English. He knows English. Um, but I think one of the reasons that he speaks to us in mysterious ways sometimes is that it keeps us kind of on our toes, Right. And it keeps us in a seeking posture. It keeps us kind of like moving after him. He's show, it's like he's leaving crumbs sometimes. Like, here's my will, and he like leaves those things for us. So we're following him, and he's, and he's leading us. He's guiding us in our life. It keeps us in a seeking posture. Proverbs 25, uh, verse 2, it says this. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to search out a matter. It is the glory of kings. Okay, so sometimes there's like this divine hide-and-seek. Like God will... God will show you something, but not the whole picture. You'll have to, you know, this week, I was talking to Ben this week, actually. I had a dream. Ben was in it. I won't go into the details. Um, and I'm like, dude, I had this dream. I don't know what this means. I talked to him and processed with him a little bit. And there's, it totally lined up with something that was happening in his life. So, like, together we found out, like, what God was trying to say to both of us. You know what I mean? It, like, it just mashed up together. It's like a, again, like, hide and seek with God. Like, sometimes he does that. I don't know. Maybe we needed to connect. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know why he does it that, that way. But here's the deal. Oftentimes, we think, we think destination, right? We're all about, like, the destination, the goal, or whatever like that. And I think God is about the process, and God is about the journey as well. He's in the process. He's in the, in the journey. And isn't this exactly what you would expect out of a relationship with a real person, right? He's not just about, like, let's just endure all this. We'll get you to heaven, and then real life will happen there. Like, no, he's about the process, He's about the journey. Let me give you an example. When I was pursuing my wife, she, she didn't just like, here's my heart, here's everything. Like, she made me pursue her. Like, she made me chase her. She left some mystery there, right? And it kept my interest. Like, it kept me, it kept me interested, it kept me chasing after. And it's like that with God. Sometimes he leaves a little mystery, and it keeps us seeking after him. It keeps us um, chasing him. Because falling in love is a process, right? Okay. So God is into the thrill of the hunt. He's into the adventure. He's not just into the destination. Um, I have a goal to hike all of Colorado's 14,000 foot peak, uh, peaks. Um, all of Colorado's 14. I have a goal. And I'm not going like, to get done with the last one and be like, thank God I got that goal done. You know what I mean? I actually think when I get done with the last 14er, I'm going to be a little bit bummed. You know what I mean? Because it's because it's like, the, it's in the process, it's in the journey that I'm enjoying. Like, I have this goal, it's an exciting goal to me, but I really like, you know, I've done like 32 14ers, and I've got, you know, uh, 20 some more, and it's like, I'll probably get in the next few years, two or three years. But I, I feel like, man, when I get it done, like, the journey's over, now what do I do, you know? It's like that with God. He's about the process, he's about the journey. I think a lot of people think that when we go to heaven, God's gonna like wipe your memory and you're not going to remember any pain or tension or ambiguity, right? I think sometimes people think that, and I actually disagree. I think we'll reminisce with God in eternity about the times where we wanted to give up, and in spite of doubts, 
And in spite of pain, we actually stayed faithful to him. I think we'll talk about that. Like, he's like, I saw you when you're going through that thing, and I was helping you, and I was giving you comfort, but you stayed faithful, and you stayed strong, and you messed up here, but you know what I mean? I think, I think we'll actually reminisce with God about those things. And, and someone's rebuttal might be like, well, Pastor Kurt, the Bible says that, you know, he's going to wipe away all of our tears, you know, and that is true. He's going to wipe away all of our tears, um, but that doesn't mean he's going to wipe our memories, you know? Can it just be that the pain that we're experiencing at times here on earth, the healing will be so complete and so thorough that the, the victory, we won't need to have tears of pain. We'll just see, we'll look at the whole thing and be like, wow, God, you were, you were brilliant. You're ama- your leadership was amazing. You were brilliant this whole time, right? And so personally, I can't imagine a heaven where we don't remember a king who fought for us, right? We're not just gonna get there and like, how did I get here? You know? I don't remember anything before. I think we're going to remember the king that came to this earth, fought for us, endured pain, right? So um, if he fought for us, there was a fight. If there was a fight, there was a conflict. If there was a conflict, there was an enemy. And if there was an enemy, that means there was evil, okay? We're going to remember what he's done. We're going to be grateful forever for the king that fought for us. We're going to remember tension, but be on the other side of victory, amen? So... um, Enough of that. How do we steward God's voice? Okay, how do we, how do we steward God's voice? So I want to give you a few things today. Um, first, I want to point out that there are, there are three appropriate responses when God speaks, okay? When he speaks to us, there's three appropriate responses that we, that we have, okay? Um, <clears throat> the first one is, is this. Sometimes God speaks, and what he said will come to pass with or without our cooperation, there are times, someone, you have a word of the Lord, you'll, you'll see something, hear something, and sometimes what he said will come to pass with or without your cooperation or whether you even believe it or not, right? Okay, I'll give you an example of this. The return of Jesus. Like, he said it in his word that Jesus is coming back. This is happening whether I believe it or not. This is happening whether you believe it or not. You can vote yes, you can vote no. Jesus is coming back, Okay. Now, you would do well to believe that he's coming back uh, for many reasons. I'll name one. There's great comfort and there's great consolation in, in, the, in the promise of his return, right? So you would do well to believe it. You would do well to embrace that. But if you don't, it's still happening anyway, okay? There are, there are things like that in our lives where sometimes God speaks, it requires nothing of you. Um, uh, <clears throat> because of this message, I was looking back through some... I don't journal a lot. I actually should journal more. Um, I was looking back through some old journals from like 2004, 2005, and just dreams I was writing down. Um, and I'll give, you, I'll give you one example of a dream. Um, so <laughs> my wife and I, um, I had a dream. Okay, so, <laughs> sorry, I got to figure out where to start. Well, actually, it wasn't in my notes. So um, I used to have a Toyota Tacoma, and one day my blinkers stopped working, like, couldn't, left, right, not, my blinkers weren't working. I checked all the fuses, I checked all the wires, I checked all the bulbs, I could not figure out what was wrong and why that wasn't working. And so, like a couple of weeks goes by, I'm like, I guess I'm gonna have to take the mechanic, I can't figure out what's wrong, the blinkers are not working. And then one day, um, I'm helping Emily move some patio furniture for a job she had, and I take a kind of a different road to get some patio furniture to Greeley, and just out of habit, I hit the blinker, and like, it started working. I'm like, crazy, my blinkers started working. And then I remembered, I dreamt this last night. This is not deja vu. 
I had a dream last night that my blinker started working, and this road that I don't normally drive on, I was driving on this road. Now listen, that was like, okay, so, I, like, I didn't have to steward that word really at all. Like, God gave me a dream, it happened, I didn't like steward it whatsoever, and then I'm like, God, why, why even, okay, what, what's the significance? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, like what's next in my life? Is there, you know, I'm expecting, like, go to, go to medical school or something, you know, like, <clears throat> I don't know. And I'm like, Lord, why show me? Does you guys ever have that? Just weird things, but you're like, this is not connected to like some directional thing. I asked the Lord, I was like, what do you, why'd you, why did that happen? And I felt like the Lord just said, your steps are ordered by the Lord. I'm just showing you that you're in my will. You're at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And sometimes it's just like, I'm with you. You know what I mean? And so um, I, had another, <laughs> I had another dream one time, and it, and it came to pass um, <clears throat> where we were at a Rockies game and I was standing in, <clears throat> I was standing in line and then realized like I had dreamt this whole scenario in my dream. I was like, the vantage point was like 50 feet of, in the air and I was looking down and same thing. The Lord's like, your steps are ordered by the Lord. And I'm like, hey man, I'm going to get a bratwurst then. So <laughs> bratwurst, here we go. <clears throat> so, so there are times God speaks. It doesn't really matter if you believe it or not. It's a done deal. Okay. You can, you can even forget he said it. It'll happen regardless, okay? There's a second type of word that God speaks um, that only requires you to hang on and to not give up. Pastor Tom actually talked a lot about this last week. Hang on to Jesus. Hang on to the word. Don't give up, okay? Hold on to his words. Remember the illustration that Pastor Tom gave of the, the pastor that he was consulting with, a uh, church that he was consulting with, the church that was in decline. They lost some um, members and the finances were down and this guy actually wanted to retire and he wanted to transition the church, but he's like, man, I don't know if I'll be able to leave it in a good place. Well, Pastor Tom asked him, like, well, has the Lord spoken anything to you about this situation? He's like, yeah, he told me that he's going to, you know, fix the finances and fix the attendance, and it'll transition will be a great thing. And Tom's like, okay, well, let's, like, keep believing that, right? <laughs> let's keep hanging on to that word. And every time the guy would get, like, stressed out and in a quandary of, like, oh, my gosh, this isn't working out, and I'm not going to find this guy, and this guy didn't work out, and this situation's not working out, Tom would be like, remember the thing God told you. In that case, that guy just needed to remember, hold on to Jesus, hold on to the word. He could have given up. He could have just quit the job and not stayed true and faithful to his calling. So it did require something of him, but it was really just holding on to God, holding on to the word, okay? Does this make sense? Okay. Um, there's a third type of word that God speaks for us, and this one requires action on our part. It requires us to have some follow-through. I'll give you an example of this. If the Lord places on your heart or God speaks to you, you're going to be a doctor, but you don't go through medical school, that word's not going to come to pass in your life. Like, even though that's God's plan for you, it's not going to come to pass if you don't take a step to go to medical school, right? At least you won't be my doctor, right? I don't care if you went to a doTERRA conference or whatever, like, you're not going to be my doctor <laughs> unless you went to medical school, <laughs> all right? Okay, so, <laughs> we still love yeah, but doTERRA is okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, my wife says she loves it, Henderson's okay, so we are pro doTERRA here at City Lights. If you want to know our official position on doTERRA, is that we, that we are for, yeah, we're for witchcraft oils. No, I'm just okay. Just kidding. Oh, that was overdoing it on the other side. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll give you another example of 
When God speaks something, it requires some action on your part. God says to you, you're going to get married, okay? You're going to get married. Now, this seems like it would just naturally happen, but listen, if you don't get up in the morning and brush your teeth, you might be able to mess that word up. And if you can't hold down a job, you might be able to mess that prophecy up, right? Or you just wear sweatpants all day and, you know, you don't leave the house. You're probably not, like, you've got to leave the house to meet people, so, like, you're not doing your part to participate in that word, I remember years ago, I think, Carissa, hi, I didn't know you, didn't know you were going to be part of this, but apparently, I don't remember, I didn't remember this till after the fact, but she was in our young adult ministry, and I, I told her, I feel like you're going to be married within a year, and she told me that after the fact, and I thought to myself, well, I actually kind of tell people not to do that, you know, <laughs> unless they have a track record of hearing from God, um, and uh, she told me that, and, and within a year, she was, she was married to her husband, who was sitting right next to her, so, yay, Lord. Um, now, she still had to kind of steward that, that word, like she kept coming to our ministry, she kept wearing makeup, kept looking good, right? Joel came, <laughs> Joel was looking good, right? Kept putting their best foot forward. And then I remember after uh, uh, one of our services, we went out to Perkins with some people afterwards, and those two got their flirt on. Like, I'm like, they were into each other right there, you know? So, um, that's good. So, listen, here's my, here's my point, here's my point. Some things God speaks to us, they're going to happen, whether we say yes, say no, doesn't matter, you can forget about it, and you'll realize you're in the moment, like, whoa, he said this, you know. I had journal entries, I'm like, that totally happened. Remember the, like, last summer we had that whole 222, 222, that was a huge part of our church? I was reading journal entries from 2004, and I had this crazy 222 thing happening in there, like, I forgot completely about it, and, like, in retrospect, like, God was just like, boom, like, there you, you know, you're walking in that now, you know, it's crazy, so some things God speaks, it'll happen, whether you participate or not, it's a done deal, right, some things, it just require, we're, we're required, all we're required to do is hang on to God, stay, don't give up, hang on to the word, stay faithful, don't give up, there's a, there's another, there's a third thing, which is, your active engagement, your active involvement. Amen? Okay. Um, that's 11.30. And I pretty much made the point I want to make. I could reinforce this with some more scripture. But I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm going to go ahead and land the plane. And then we'll dismiss service. So I was just going to come at it from some different angles. But go ahead and put up those applications that we have. Application. When you receive a word from the Lord, ask yourself what you need to do with that word. Okay? What do you need to do with that word? Do I hear it? And time will tell if it's real. Do I hear it, hold on to it, and not give up? Or do I hear it and need to, do, and need to act? Okay? Some of the things God speaks to you are contingent upon your persevering through. Okay? I just want to say that. Some of the things God speaks to you, they're contingent upon your persevering through. All right? I mentioned... I mentioned the things that I was journaling and I was looking back on some old journal entries. By the way, when you get a word from the Lord, someone speaks something over you, write it down. And then like, if you're in a spot where you're like just ultra discouraged in your life, it's really good to go back and read those. Like, okay, God, you are leading me. You are guiding me. Whoa, you spoke that. That happened, you know. And then there's some things that are like, well, that one hasn't happened yet. That one's still working on that. Um, I'll, I'll tell a couple more stories and then, and then close. Um, when, when my wife and I, this is before we were dating, 
we were hanging out a lot because we were leading a small group together. And we were kind of dating. She wouldn't admit it, but we were, kinda, we were hanging out a lot. Like, this is what happened. We, we had another co-leader in the group. There's three of us, right? Then the third wheel moved back to Hawaii, and then there was just two of us, but we kept hanging out. But, like, we would have a small group, and then we'd go out to dinner or coffee. It's totally a date, right? <laughs> she wouldn't admit that. So, but anyway... Our relationship was progressing along, and I, I knew not to, like, ask her out yet. I knew she wasn't quite ready for that. You know, I wanted to, but I didn't, I didn't want to, like, crush it just yet. So, um, but it got to a point where she kind of got nervous and, like, I don't know if, I don't know if this is the road I want to go down. And, and then she had one of the, you know, the DTR to find the relationship, and it was not good. Like, everything was, like, shut it down. Like, not the news I wanted to hear at all. And um, so I prayed. I said, okay, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? It looks, I was... I like this girl, you know, I think it's going well. She just totally shot it down, right? And I, I heard in my heart, I heard the Lord say, wait one week. I'll wait one week. And I was like, okay, I can wait one week. And so I held on to the word. I held on to Jesus. And I, now listen, I didn't go date other girls, right? I held on to the word. I held on to Jesus. I could have given up. Giving up would have been like, fine, I'm going to go date someone else, you know? And exactly, um, exactly one week later, she calls me. And she's like, hey, let's go to dinner. And she says, like, hey, you've been really vulnerable with me. And um, I just want to let you know, I actually like you back. I like you too, and I want, to, I want you to know that. And I was like, so do you want to be my girlfriend? You know? <laughs> and she's like, I guess, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but, like, God spoke to me in that moment. Like, it's, she's fine, just wait one week. She'll be okay, you know what I mean? Um, another example, so that required some action on my part, just not to give up. Another Another example of um, when I was working at uh, Safeway as a meat cutter still, we had applied to be um, pastors at Res in Loveland. And a couple, we've applied to some other pastor positions before in the past. And there was another opening, and I'm like, should we apply? I wasn't sure. It's kind of like, should I do another resume and put myself out there again? I wasn't really sure. So I, I was on break, and I call her at home. I'm like, and I'm in the, the computer room of, of, of the uh, store, and all the lights are off in there, but I'm on the phone. And I'm like, I don't know, should, should we do this? Shouldn't we do this? And I was like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I need like a beaming light or something like that. And just as I said that, there was like this, this bottle of cologne or deodorant or something like that. And they, I don't know why it had this, but it had like a light in it that just like lit up. And every like, you know, couple minutes this light would like light up I was like oh that's weird this this bottle of like cologne is like lighting up it has some light in it I'm like anyway should we should we apply like I don't know if we should like we've done it before and they've said no you know what I mean and then I was like wait was it a beaming light I'm like because I just said I don't know if I'm looking for a beaming light because then we just had a beaming light right after that that's a crazy coincidence circumstance right long story short I applied and we ended up getting hired at that position. Like, it was the Lord's leadership in our lives. That's a, that's a bizarre kind of story. But that required some action on my part. That required some follow-through, okay? And I want to tell one, one other kind of story for people here who um, you've had a word from the Lord, but it's still being held in tension and ambiguity. And I was looking through some journal entries this last week, and this, is, this one's kind of hard. There's some things God's spoken, and you're just like, when is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Was that even you, God? And listen, sometimes we do have to admit that we can have the potential to miss God's voice. I've missed God's voice before. We have to admit that we have that potential. But one other journal entry that I noticed this last week is I had a lot of dreams about our oldest daughter, Trinity, 
when, when she was born, like in my dreams, she was like talking within a week and really advanced and like walking right away and like doing amazing things. And, and in my conclusions, my journal's like, I think the Lord's just saying she's going to be very advanced physically and um, mentally. She's going to be very advanced. And, and listen, now, you, if you, for those of you who know us, that word has held an extreme tension in our lives. And the word Emily kept getting over and over and over is that our daughter would be a voice. She's going to be a voice. She's going to be a voice. Well, our daughter doesn't talk a lot because she has autism and it's really hard for her to verbally communicate. Okay, so, but I, that one was over and over and over and over and over from different angles. That particular word is held in high tension and very ambiguous to us. I say that to say we are navigating these things too. We're navigating pain. We're navigating, God, I thought you said, but I'm not sure. We're waiting for, you know, and how do I steward that word? Do I, is it just going to happen? Do I need to hold on to it and not give up? Is there something else I need to do? Like, you know, like get doTERRA? I don't know. <laughs> is there some doTERRA oil that we're missing? No. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just say that to say, I know there are people here probably all of us, something is held in tension where you feel like God said something and this didn't work out or that didn't work out. And I just want to say, it is not over till it's over. And if God has spoken something to you, ask him what you're supposed to do with it. Are you supposed to forget it? Are you supposed to hang on to it and hold on him? Is there something you're supposed to do and have some follow through? It's not over till it's over. Why don't you guys stand to your feet? I'll tell a quick story. This story is much shorter. We went to see some UFC fights last night, which was really fun. And the, 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 the main event fight, it's five rounds, five five-minute rounds. And it looked like one guy was going to win, maybe. It was a pretty cl- really good fight, right down the end. And the, it looked like it was about over. One guy maybe had a little bit of the edge. And literally, they kind of had one last engagement. And um, a guy kind of stepped forward, and he... He kind of stepped back, and this guy threw an elbow like this, like behind him, and hit the guy and actually knocked him out with one second left. <laughs> one second left in the fight. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was bummed, bummed me out because I actually wanted the other guy to win. But, um, and he probably would have won. The guy that got knocked out probably would have won with literally one like 25-minute fight, like 24 minutes and 59 seconds, like loses, you know? And I just want to say, in your life, like... It's not over till it's over. If God's spoken something to you and he's promised you something, it will come to pass. Ask him what you're supposed to do with it though, all right? So I'm gonna pray over you and I'll have Emily come close the service. Father, we thank you for your leadership in our lives. We love you. God, I pray you'd give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we would know, Lord God, how to steward the things you've spoken to us, Lord God, that we would have ears to hear, God, but we also have wisdom to steward and know what to do with the words you've spoken to us, Lord. So God, I just release that and I bless this church with that. We love you in Jesus' name, amen.